everybody and welcome to the Fuji Love Podcast. This is a show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series, GFX cameras, and the photographers who love using them. I am Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Joining me this week is none other than Jack Graham. Jack is a Fujifilm ex-photographer, a podcaster as well, and he has a history that is both outstanding, his photography speaks for itself. Jack, how's it going, man? You know, it's so good to be with you, Mark. Um, we're, I'm here in the Pacific Northwest. It's uh, sunny. Uh, people are driving crazy today. They're not used to that. And actually, in the summer they are. But we have rain coming, and the season's going to change here in a couple of days, and the color's going to show up in Rainier and life is good and it's great to be here and it's an honor to be here and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for those kind of words. That that that's that's quite the compliment. And so the weather is finally improving out there. The, the fires well, are kind of subsiding. Yeah, you know the summers uh, up here is a uh, little is a is a kind of a well kept secret to those who don't live here. But it's beautiful in summer, and uh, the smoke came in um, about a month ago and uh, was bad for about ten days. Went away, came back a little bit, and up here it's actually quite nice right now. Um, Oregon's getting it a lot uh, tougher than us, and of course California's going through a bad time down there. But hopefully this rain will come in, and hopefully it'll go a little bit more south than they're predicting and we'll have some uh, some uh, good news from our folks to the south of here. It's been a very tough year. Uh, yeah. Well, the well-kept secret is uh, being flaunted in front of me. My brother who lives out there keeps showing uh, showing me photos of uh, the, the, the beautiful trees, the beautiful waterfalls. Uh, he is... It's done. miserable here, Mark. It rains <laughs> every day. It's horrible. You don't, don't nobody should move here. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> no, actually, it's but you know, other than some of the, the weirdness that has gone on in the cities, it's 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 a beautiful area. But you know, I've lived in the Midwest. I've lived in. I, I was brought up in the East Coast. Uh, we lived in uh, Northern California for a while, and I have to tell you, there's no panacea, and uh, wherever you live, there's things to photograph. And it's good and bad wherever you go. And if you think you're going to move somewhere to to really find uh, Shangri-La, I, I don't think it works that way. You can make it uh, wherever you are if you have yeah. a good attitude. How has the year been treating you? This year has been quite the quite the struggle for a lot of photographers. Yeah, well, this has been a very unique year for me. I actually uh, took some a lot of time off this year. And... Uh, while I took that time off, I kind of reevaluated a lot of things. And um, there's going to be some changes. I'm going to keep doing some workshops, hopefully, if that business comes back in any uh, any way, shape, or form where it was. We don't know that yet, uh, starting next year. But I'm going to cut back um, probably by two-thirds. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to be uh, 28 tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to be a little older than that tomorrow. And uh, there comes a point in your life where there's uh, priorities that are more important to you and things that you want to do. And 
you know, I want to spend more time, uh, you know, with uh, my wife and do some traveling. And, you know, I, I, for the past number of years, I've been on the road uh, as most of the people who do what I do and a lot of, a lot, a lot of much more successful folks. But they'll, they'll all tell you, you're, you're traveling a lot and you're on the road a lot and you're eating wrong and you're sleeping wrong and it catches up to you. And I needed to make a lot of changes. Uh, and with everything that happened, uh, you know, we, we was forced to do that. And um, let's see, I lost some weight. That's got good. Some, yeah. Well, that's a, well, those, if you, if you saw me, uh, you know, nine months ago, you, you'd think, uh, you'd think the baby was delivered, but <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was a good time to do that. So, you know, I, I, have just reevaluated some things and, uh, you know, um, I, was, uh, I went to school in Indiana university home of, uh, basketball. And, and right if on. you remember Hoosiers, uh, one of the characters walked in and said, uh, it's time to start playing ball again. And that's kind of where I, uh, I, I, what I did maybe a month or so ago. And, uh, it's good to be back and, you know, it's all good. Life is, is really good. And it's, it's, it's a, it's an honor to live where I am and be able to see what's here. And the photographs are, are fun too, but just getting out and enjoying life is, uh, it's, it's really a great, a great thing. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, the fact that we get to photograph what we're seeing is, uh, is icing on the cake, really. Yeah, you know, it's a funny thing. I do a presentation that I've done for Fujifilm um, a number of times, and it's uh, it's called being an artist instead of a photographer. And uh, I get into some of the things that it takes to be an artist. That's been inspired by a, a number of people who I've been very privileged to know and to even do some workshops with guys like Guy Tal and people of that ilk, uh, Michael Gordon. If you don't know Michael, you should. Um, and, and uh, you know, on my own and through listening to other people, I've learned that the images are a byproduct of, uh, of life, you know. And uh, so I do this presentation and I look out at the audience and there could be, you know, 10 people or there could be 100 or 150 or something sometimes. And, you know, I, I go through my introduction and i tell them that the and the one thing i don't care about is i don't care about my images and they about fall off the chair and and the people who are there say well, <laughs> we're paying this guy to be here and he doesn't care about his photographs what's this about but then i get into the fact that you know the images are a byproduct of um of of what we get to do as photographers nature photographers and that's what i am i'm a a nature photographer and I do a lot of landscapes, you know, I'm not a, not a bird photographer per se, but I like to photograph birds and wildlife. Um, but I love seeing the things and I love learning about the areas and, and just, just appreciating what you get to see. And you get a couple of good images, so be it. And if you, if you can't, uh, it doesn't work out that day, you, you know, you still had a good day, you know, still a great day being outside and being creative. And so you've been uh, to to kind of go back to talking about uh, the things you've been doing with Fujifilm. Uh, you've been an ex photographer for uh, a while now, and can you tell me what that's been like working with Fujifilm uh, in addition to doing your landscape photography? You know, the one thing that's really great about Fujifilm, and and you know, I have to tell you, um, I, I 
in another presentation I do, I ask if there are any camera manufacturers in a room, including Fuji, and I tell them they all better leave right now because I'm going to go into the fact that it's not the cameras. It's the, it's us behind the cameras. Um, but, you know, Fujifilm is my choice in, in, in gear. Um, yeah. For a couple of reasons. A, the gear is great. The lenses are sharp as you can you can expect from any lenses on a market, but the people are just an amazing group of people, and their ideology of how they run their company is is very different than I think of any of the other manufacturers. And you know, I don't uh, I'm not familiar with them. I may be wrong, but from what I hear and what I see. Uh, no one listens to their their uh, their customers more than Fujifilm does. Um, when I came on as an ex photographer, you know, I didn't have to sign anything that said you can't say anything bad about us. You can't do this. You can't do that. They actually encouraged us to be very honest on our blogs and on our reviews of the equipment. Um, if we thought that they should improve something, tell them, and we have told them. Um, right down to the. Uh, the diopter switch on the X-T2, you know, every time I put that camera in my camera bag, I hit the, my thumb hit the diopter adjustment uh, uh, knob. And and sure enough, in the X-T3, they heard it from enough of us that they put a locking mechanism on that. Just little things like that. They listen to their people. And, you know, they're friends of mine. And obviously, you know, I'm a Fuji X photographer. And, uh, you know, uh, I can't say enough about them. And I, and I mean that honestly, that's not just because, um, in the, and I don't, you know, I, I, I get a good price on my gear. I don't get gear for free. I pay for it. Yeah. Um, uh, they have a program, but we pay for our gear and, um, you know, if they want to loan something, they'll send it to me, but I send it back, but I have to, I, I pay for it. So I have no, no, uh, nothing is stopping me from, being honest with you and they're just great people. Um, and I, I love them all and they've been instrumental in making me look good. So yeah, I, uh, I can't, I, I don't can't think you need any help. help with that, my friend. <laughs> well, you, you know, um, you having the right amazing. gear helps you. You have to kind of know what you're doing and, and not take yourself too seriously. I think sometimes, but no, they're great people. And, uh, if anybody is listening to this, that's not a Fujifilm shooter, you know, all I could say is rent one from somebody and play with it. You might, you might find you'll like it, but you know, what I tell my folks is that, and and Bill Portney and I and John Peterson and I, when we run workshops, we tell people that there's not really a camera on the market in the, made in the last three to five years that, in a, you know, in, in, in the proper hands can't take a perfectly sellable photograph. Right. But, and, you know, and to your point, it's become more uh, – it's, it's become – an extension of oneself. We've got to the point where the technology has really caught up with being able to uh, fit your individual needs and whatever system you choose to that choose it to be, will be able to uh, cater to your creativity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just care what the image looks like, uh, you know, and, and again, to I'll give credit to, you know, my friend Guy Tal, he, 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 he likes to use, I, I believe it was Meyer White, 
who made the comment. He said, uh, I'm going to paraphrase it. I probably won't remember it verbatim. He says, you know, he's always looking for the image that has some kind of a spirit. He doesn't give a damn how it got made. He just, yep. you know, and it's so true that that, that, that the philosophy is, is, uh, is right on, right on spot. Let's move aside from Fujifilm. Um, you know, going through your portfolio, uh, I, I mean, I was just overwhelmed by the the variety of landscapes and uh, wildlife photos that you you've taken over over your uh, long career. Uh, I mean, everything is amazing. You have such a diverse portfolio. Um, it's you're you're not just doing one thing here, one thing there. You, it's very, um, I mean, diverse is the best way I could put it. I wish I had another. Yeah, word. I I like to uh, uh, call myself what a, another friend of mine once calling and called himself. We're generalists. We're not really, you know, tied into uh, into any one uh, form of uh, photography. I I know a very well known very, very well-known photographer who at one time was a, um, he was known as a macro photographer. Yeah. But he was a great landscape photographer and did other things. And he had to stop doing macro photography for a number of years. So, cause that's what he was known at, known as. And I don't want to get pigeonholed like that. I just like to shoot things that inspire me. Uh, I don't, I don't like to take, I don't take a photograph just because it's a, you know, kind of a pretty looking photograph. It has to be something there that, that, uh, you know that uh, I mean I've walked away from more stuff than I've photographed, and it's got to be something that uh, that moves that, you that does it. You know, and that comes with that comes with age. It comes with years of uh, years of uh, honing craft, and I'm still trying to get good myself. I'm still working real hard, um, but it comes from years of practice, and I think a lot of that comes, my background is in music. Um, I have a degree in music, and many years in the music business, there's a lot of parallels between performing, um, especially jazz, which I really was my forte, uh, and 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 taking a, a landscape photograph, you know, and in in jazz, you know, you have a you have a tune, and that translates to the subject in a photograph, and then you improvise and you kind of make what you want to make out of that tune, and uh, <clears throat> you know, excuse me, and uh, and in photography, you got to take that subject and uh, try to make something that means something to you out of it. So yeah. You that know, makes sense. Too that, wordy, totally. That's the long version of your answer. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. Of I mean, I, I love jazz too. It's uh, I yeah. I I mean, we could go off on a great jazz tangent. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I'm sure we will. Maybe we'll get you on. Uh, we talk photo, and we'll we can talk about that. But absolutely, you know, I I think the whole thing is. The, the thing that does it for me is is creative, being creative. And I've been very fortunate for most of my life to be in a business that I could be creative, whether it's music or, or photography. And, uh, you know, um, even some of the experiences I've had had nothing to do with photography, being, you know, hanging out with photographers and hanging out with, you know, people in the music business. I've learned a lot and had great times, seen a lot of things, experienced a lot of things that, that, uh, that tides, uh, itself over to what I'm doing now. And, you know, that's, uh, what it's all about. It's being creative. And where did, where did that start? Like with, with, I mean, with photography and music, 
Um, where where well, did the when I, when I was a kid? Start? Uh, I'm thinking fourth grade, fifth grade. I lived very close to a, a very uh, famous trumpet player who played with Dorsey bands and those kind of things for 20, 30 years, and was on staff at CBS um, in New York, and uh, got to go to the Gleason show and Sullivan and all those things where he worked and uh, and that's what I wanted to do. My mom took me to see the Count Basie band in the riverboat in the in the, oh, that's awesome. in the Empire State Building. And when I saw that band, I said, "That's what I want to do." So I I, I decided that I had to practice <laughs> <laughs> instead of playing baseball all the time. And you know, I had to practice, and you know, uh, practicing is where it's at. And I, I still practice. So, you know. Um, I see people coming on workshops that don't know how to use their camera. You don't have to go to, you know, Mount Rainier to learn how to use a camera. You can do that in your living room. Yeah. Practice. You got to practice. So uh, how did uh, photography kind of, I mean, on on your podcast, uh, when I listen, you talk a great deal amount of uh, music in addition to photography. But so how did photography win out over being a musician? Well, you know, I, I moved to California in uh, 1989, I believe. And um, the music business really changed. I mean, it really changed like crazy. And uh, uh, it, it, it just, you know, been there, done that. And, and I wanted to learn how to take a photograph. And, yeah. and, I, and I went out and I figured I'd buy the, you know, Bogan 3221 and... Mm-hmm right ball head and the right the right clothes and the right canon camera and uh, I, I looked like i knew what i was doing and uh, i realized i didn't and uh, i ran into galen rowell in yosemite one time and i know who he was and he he read the riot act to me and told me i was gonna fail if i did this i know who it was if i said who the hell are you he says oh, i'm galen <laughs> rowell <laughs> it's a true story and um and and at that point, I decided I wanted to learn how to take a photograph. So I took a workshop um, with I forget who, and uh, then I went to a workshop with Bill, who ran a company called the Great American Photography Weekend back in 1990, I believe. Yeah, '91. And uh, in fact, Galen was on that on that one uh, workshop. Bill and I can tell you the whole story about that. It's a great story. But at any rate, um, I'm going to put a pin in that, and I want you both on back on this show. Yeah, to talk about we it. should get on together and tell <laughs> that story. It's it's, a, it's really a riot. But at any rate, um, you know, uh, you can't. You got. You have to learn by by practicing and and how other people do it. But the music business changed, and I just wanted to to learn how to take a photograph. It, it fascinated me. And I wanted to do it, um, you know, in music, uh, I was telling somebody today, in music, you can't be, you know, a half-assed musician. You kind of have to be above average if you want to work. And the better you are, the more you're going to work. And I don't know, have you, know, you listened to the radio lately? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, um, in photography, it's I'm I'm I try to be as good as I can. I still have a ways to go. I'm working real hard to get better. But it photography fascinated me, and I realized I couldn't do it without totally uh, Im- being immersed in it. And I lived and drank and slept um, photography and read like crazy and took workshops. And you know, I was so fortunate. 
the people that I had looked up to, you know, most of them are really dear friends of mine now. And I mean, I have to pinch myself when I run into some of these folks and, you know, a lot of people who do what I do, they throw names around. I, I could do that too, but I, I, I don't, I don't want I'm not here to impress anybody. I just, I'm, I, I was just very fortunate to be around um, the photo workshop business in its heyday. I, I don't think it's qu- quite what it was. There are some great people running workshops now, but there's also people kind of taking people's money. I, I, and I, I, I just, um, it's definitely I changed. Just, yeah. I mean, I just, I just, you get, I'd hate to be somebody who wants to go somewhere and puts their thumb in a, in a, in a magazine or online and tries to pick a name without vetting people. It's, it's tough, you know, but that's, kind of not the norm there are some great workshop leaders and people i recommend you know um the, the people who work for photo cascadia it's a great they're great people they're yeah. great friends of mine um and, and other people you know they're running great great uh, things i recommend that people don't i mean i love everybody to take everything they do with me but they'd be doing themselves <laughs> a service they need to learn from many people it's like cooking mark you know you 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 read ten recipes and then kind of make it the way you like to make it. You know, like, right? Uh, you got to learn and you got to practice. But from uh, doing so, you're immersing yourself uh, in, in photography. Where did that leap go from being uh, just learning about photography to making this a career? Where was that? Well, it's a funny thing. I went to two or three of Bill's workshops, and I walked right up to him i said bill i said i want to do what you do and i have people doing that to me now and i give them the same answer so that's great but you know you don't turn the switch on it takes many years to it's not the photography it's the planning and it's knowing where to go and knowing where to stay and when to be where and yeah when to do this and where's you know it's not that 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 it's just not picking a, a location and um you know i spent a lot of years uh, working for people, helping Bill, and not making a lot of money, and uh, and uh, up to the point now where I'm extremely successful and still not making a lot. Of money. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm doing fine. I'm not complaining. It's we all have good, a man. Joke in the business: how to make a million bucks is you start with two. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's all good. But it's just it it took a lot of years i have no regrets i'd do it again and uh i've been i just been extremely fortunate to uh, been able to learn at the at the heels of people and uh and and being influenced by some great 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 uh great people as well as great photographers and so your career has mostly been uh workshop related and uh things of that sort yeah, you know, the stock photography business is, for all points and purposes, pretty much gone. Yeah. Um, you know, people are giving away their, their images, um, and, and and even if they're not most people, there are some people still doing okay, but for the most part, it's pretty much gone. And, uh, you know, I don't know how else in this business you can make a living. I, I mean, you know, unless in the nature photography business. Yeah. Um, you know, you can do books. Nobody, you know, books is a glorified business card. Nobody's, you know, got wealthy doing books. Um, it is, it is a 
area that's changing rapidly and yeah thanks thank the iphone yeah and by the way the the iphone takes great photographs oh absolutely photographs you know and so that's changed everything I, i i think i don't know i haven't seen the numbers for this year but i think in 2019 or 2018 there were 1.5 Five, over 1.5 trillion with a T. Yep. Almost as many, much as our deficit. <laughs> Half of those photos were of people's feet. Yeah, but they're still photos. <laughs> and they were, they you, know, you put a, a, an image on Facebook, it's considered a published photograph. So there's, there's um, a lot of photographs and we all have choices in what we do, but you know, that's kind of where the business has gone as far as stock goes. But other than running workshops and, and doing some speaking and some other things, I, I don't know how you make a living in this business. Um, and maybe you're better off not making a living anymore in this business. Uh, frankly, I know this sounds funny, but after the past uh, few months, you know, I mean, I still want to make some money. We all do, but uh, you know, if I don't, don't make you know i mean it's okay i'm gonna like i say well i'm not gonna lie to anybody i'm gonna be 68 tomorrow and uh you know if i make another dime in photography terrific if i don't that's okay too i think i'm gonna do okay if the workshop business comes back we don't know that um not good i think there's there's still gonna be a lot of people have a lot more things to worry about than me right now <laughs> than, than work than going on workshops and you know and and things and and uh, let's just hope and pray that comes back and if it does i'll be there and if it doesn't i'll be up at rainier or olympic or or uh or in the smokies with bill or somewhere you know doing some photography it's all good you know? right on yeah. and so kind of going back to uh the the the, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, back to the workshops that you're doing uh, back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. So were you still using Canon at that time? I'm just kind of curious. No, I actually point. learned on a Canon F1. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's And I switched Canon. to uh, Nikon shortly thereafter. And I nothing wrong with Canon. I know some people at Canon, good friends of mine, and they make a great camera. Um but, you know, everybody asks, well, why did you switch to Nikon? And I'm going to give you a crazy answer, but this is the honest answer. Um, sometimes I was out in the middle of places that I couldn't find batteries. And Nikon cameras, if you had to run them on batteries, the old film cameras, yeah, they took AA batteries. And I, I could find AA batteries anywhere I went. <laughs> Nikon's, uh, Canons took the little quarter size, you know, little flat batteries, and they were sometimes a pain in the neck to find. And yeah. I for, I'd forget to bring them, you know. And, and that's really about it. And nothing to do. And, and, and the other thing is, is uh, you know, Bill Bill was a Nikon guy and a lot of the Nikon sponsored JPW. And Bill is, is, uh, is, is, has and is my closest friend in the world that if I ever didn't use a Nikon camera at the time uh, he I'd be I'd be uh, I'd be uh, roasted uh, or <laughs> or a, a big barbecue he'd have a big problem with that and I didn't want to I want to hurt Bill's feelings so uh and, Bill is a great you know, guy <laughs> you know so I I, I I used Nikon and and uh and the last Nikon camera I owned was a d700 and um 
you know, and it's a, it, it's a, maybe, maybe one of the best built cameras that was ever made. It's a built like a, like a tank. Yes. It's a great camera. Um, but I love my Fuji's. I'll never switch. I was kidding one of the people at Fuji the other day. I said, you know, I said, comes the day when I'm not an ex-photographer anymore. That's okay too, because I'm still gonna I'm still gonna recommend the gear. I'm still gonna use the gear. And it's nothing to do with me being an ex-photographer. They they kick me to the curb tomorrow. <laughs> it's okay, and I'd still be using their gear. I love their gear. So what made you uh, make the switch? What was it about the Fuji system that? Uh, what was the siren call for you? Well, I, I got sold on mirrorless pretty early in the game. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked the fact that the gear was uh, like everybody else, that it was somewhat smaller, more than somewhat smaller. Um, I remember Bill and I, uh, Bill knew a guy at Olympus and we got a, a couple of Olympus cameras and we happened to be down in Death Valley. We shot them for a couple of days and, um, you know, they felt great in our hand. Uh, they, 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 you know, they worked well and they were great, but you know, they're, they were not clean above, uh, 1200 to 1600 ISO. There's a lot of noise. Yeah. Uh, Fujifilm does a couple things that the other guys don't do and still don't do. Um, I love their film simulations. Yes. Um, and, uh, and the fact that they're, and I'm sure that some of the other manufacturers now are catching up or have caught up, but you know, they're, they were very early in early in the game. They were really clean and high ISOs. I mean, I've got stuff I shot at 10,000, 12,000 ISO that, you know, compared to some of the other stuff that was around, it was amazing. So I could do that. Um, lenses were tack sharp, um, without exception almost. Yep. And uh, they're small, and uh, you know, I, I I didn't want to carry around a big bag of camera gear anymore. And in fact, you know, when I go out, uh, I'm probably going to head up to Rainier this weekend, and I'll, I'll take a, I'll take an XT4, and I'll take a 24 prime, and a 35 prime, and a 90 prime, uh, and maybe the 50 prime, and I can fit it all in a little bag that I can carry with one finger on my hand if i needed to and that's really what i want to do yeah those my are tripod weighs more than the camera does you know it does <laughs> yeah. and so that was really it and then i and then i found how receptive the company was to improving their gear especially in their firmware updates i mean in the xt1 the xt2 they could have brought out three or four cameras that other manufacturers did when they just gave their customers upgrades via firmware as yeah. we all know this uh, people who listen to fuji love i'm sure that they're just hearing the stuff that, that other people have said um and i don't want to bore people but it's more or less the same stuff and it's uh, they're just it's a great company, great people, great products. And what's your favorite? Um, uh, w with you mentioning the film sim, uh, do you have a particular favorite? Which ones that like really speak to you when you're doing landscapes? You know, I, I guess it depends on the conditions. You know, yeah. if it's uh, you know, um, I tend to shoot. Uh, you know, again, it goes back to the film days when you needed Velvia, you needed Velvia, you know, and, and, um, when you needed Provia, you used Provia. So, uh, I don't really 
can't say I have a favorite, but I have to tell you that what what really um, what really has really been a gift for me, thank you, Fujifilm, is the Acros uh, simulation in in, in monochrome um, with the ability to use a red or a yellow filter. Um, oh yeah, and now even have more control over that in their XT4. Um, it's just it's just you know that that is just an amazing thing and i'm finding myself shooting actually a lot of monochrome these days uh now back in the day you'd you'd have to use um you know some kind of software whether it was nick uh, uh or somebody else's software to convert color into monochrome but in fujifilm now i you could shoot it right in the camera and i i i would challenge anybody to show me another camera you can do that uh today um it's it's just it's been a gift and i with that kind of control i really enjoy it yeah and i I like to shoot banded beach you know and i don't think i'll ever unless there's an amazing sunset i don't even think i'll i'll ever take another color image on banded beach which is down on the oregon coast southern well, I've never heard of that place. What, what, what's it? You gotta go. Oh man, it's it's. I think it's the prettiest beach on the on the Pacific coast. It's in Southern Oregon. If you like to play golf, which I don't, but there's a world class <laughs> golf course there. <clears throat> you can fly into. Uh, I think you can actually fly into uh, Coos Bay or somewhere. But you know, from Eugene, it's only about a two or two and a half hour drive, and it's there's some great hotels and sea sea stacks and. God, it's just glorious. Oh wait, a minute. I think I, I do know the area. I, I think I've yeah. seen some videos on it. A little plug will be if we come back. We're doing a workshop out there next uh, next year sometime. John Peterson and I, and I'll invite you if you want to come out, Mark. You can come out and and uh, uh, come out as our guest. How's that? That would be an honor. And uh, man, I do hope this. Uh, vaccine comes soon so that we could start traveling properly yeah, again I, I you can't believe i mean you, believe. you uh i mean since most of it is outdoors can't you uh, do this still like smaller workshops is that possible? yeah i, I do i'm doing a fair amount of one-on-ones yeah um, with individual people um but you know it's not the group size uh you know my demographic is is really uh probably 45 maybe even 50 on up. Oh, okay. Um, and traveling, you know, a lot of people who, you know, I, I get very few people from my area who want to go to Mount Rainier. Yeah. You know, they can go there, they, but what they, they should do is go with me or somebody else and learn a little bit. But, you know, most people from this area can go to these locations. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm also in the Smokies with Bill and we'll be, uh, in, uh, We'll be in uh, the UP of Michigan next October. We'll be, uh, we were going to do Acadia, but something came up. Uh, the Park Service is being sticklers on driving cars around there now. It's yeah. pretty weird. And But we're going to uh, do our Northeastern Ohio uh, workshop instead of Acadia next year. And, and uh, you know, but, um, you know, my demographic is a traveling uh, a, a person and flying has been a little challenging for some people yeah and uh you know you can't drive three days unless you want to so i think it's the logistics more than the when you get there you're actually okay right more the logistics and getting around you know i'm only i'm only yeah i'm only four hours from uh 
Acadia. I have never been there. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I grew up within <laughs> 20 miles in the Empire State Building, and I've been here once in my actually twice in my life. Once to see the Basie Band, and the other a college uh, a friend came out, and I took him. And then I've been to the Empire State Building, uh, the Statue of Liberty, um, once in my life. So I've been know. to the Statue of Liberty once, also. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I wish I could have seen Basie though, man. <laughs> that would. <laughs> yeah, that was a good band. I, I mean, I knew the people in that band like I knew the the 1961 Yankees. You know, when I was a Yankee fan prior to prior to the Steinbrenner era. Yep. But um, you know, it it uh, nah, it, it the logistics in this in today's uh, today's world is tough, and that's really why my the workshop business I think is not doing as well as it should be right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, if anything, it's really, COVID has kind of uh, made, the, the the business was already changing in, in a lot of aspects, whether you're a wedding oh. photographer or landscape, uh, everything has been changing, and this has kind of put the pedal to the metal on those. Well, what changes. it is doing, too, it's creating new ways of communicating. You know, we're, we're doing a lot of online things now. Yep. Uh, we're doing, you know, Zoom and other 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 uh, avenues of of uh, presentation. So, you know, maybe in at the end, um, when all this when the dust settles, maybe it'll be something that's in addition to um, the workshop business. You know, and I th- I think actually, if we got back to normal uh, in 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 a short period of time, I think people are going to be clamoring to get out of their houses and go places. Yes. So, you know, um, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I, I, I'm trying to do, Mark, is worry about what I can control and what I can't. And <laughs> I'm not going to worry about things I can't control. I can hope and I can pray and wish for things, but I can't, uh, I'm not going to get crazy about it. Like I say, there's people right now that have much more, uh, much more to deal with than, than worrying about, uh, going on a photo workshop believe me i hear you man and uh i'm glad you that you're doing uh doing well uh you you mentioned uh before the call that you you just recently had uh not surgery but uh what was it well i had a i had a, <laughs> i got hit by a wave in the spring of 2019 at an olympic for those of you who may be listening to this who's who are with me you, you'll probably have another laugh uh, and i drowned a, a 100 to 400 and, a, and an xt3 <laughs> and myself and uh, came down on my right knee so i've had that meniscus uh played with a, a little bit right you know it's doing okay i'm ready to go you know we're we're uh looking forward to getting through the winter here and uh, we're going to get a new puppy, I think in the oh. spring and it's all good. You know, life, life is, life is really, really good. And I get to, to what kind of to, puppy to, are you looking for? Well, we've had a couple golden retrievers and a yellow lab and we're going to get a, a, another golden retriever. Actually, this one's going to be almost white. We've got the breeder picked out and it's all good. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it we're looking forward to, I'm just looking forward to getting uh, as back, much as back to normal as possible and uh being a i love to teach and i love to be around you know people and it's been tough not being able to do that so i'm really looking forward to getting back to do that and uh and enjoy all the new stuff that that fuji's um 
bring it about. I got to I, I have the XT4 downstairs that I have to play with video. I, I hear it's phenomenal. So I've got a lot to do. I'm not going to be bored, but, uh, you know, uh, and again, anybody who's listening to this, if there's anything I can do for you, any, any questions about anything, just shoot me an email. It's Jack and Jack Graham photo.com. Uh, and what's your website? Like where, where can people reach out to you? Uh, it's, it's easy. It's Jack Graham photo.com. Awesome. Do you have an Instagram yeah. also or no, uh, it's interesting. You should say that because I've removed myself totally from social media. Really? Um, really. Uh, we'll be up doing some business, but John is going to do that for me. Um, I have to tell you that there's so much hate going on in, on social media and so much baloney going on. I just can't, uh, I just, I just, I'm just having a real problem with it. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, um, one of the, one of the, one of the issues that I see that goes on in social media is people's needs to be told how great they are. And, uh, you know, I guess going back, you know, in the past, you know, you learned like I did from the masters, you honed your craft, you failed. Yeah. You improved, you failed again, you know, and you got to the point where you, you know, your individual creativity became, you know, visible, apparent. And I I don't see people who are willing to put that time in anymore. Uh, A lot of people do, but I see a lot of people who don't uh, as they did in, and uh, and now too often, you know, it's all about how many likes they get on Instagram and how many Facebooks and mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of those images, you know, don't have a whole lot of value. I, I see people telling me, "Oh, a great photograph." Well, it's not a great photograph, <laughs> and uh, and 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 it doesn't have what's essential. It makes an, an image artistic and creative, and. Um, you know, I, I just think that if you're looking for that kind of affirmation and, you know, you know, if you, you know who you are, I'm not trying to, you know, I mean, some, I know people who do this and they're still great friends of mine. We get along fine. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're looking for that, you're losing out on other opportunities that, that, that are byproducts of being a creative, uh, photographer. As guy, he says he's an artist that um that uses photography yep and and you know he says he's an artist before he's uh, a photographer and that's a good thing to strive for and you know that that (laughs) (laughs) if i can uh if i can can come come close to the work he's doing someday i'll be a i'll be a happy camper uh, my friend, I, I've seen your work. I, I think you're doing just fine. Oh, thank you. Hey, I appreciate that. But, you know, I'm still trying to get good. And like I, I keep keep telling myself. And, but you know what? That, I think that's the sign of a, I mean, a great artist. It's nobody ever, uh, you're always striving to improve yourself, to, to, to be yeah, a better, to grow. You've made it, if you think you've made it, you're done. You're finished. You're done. Yeah. I'm there's always something more to, more to do. And, you know, um, uh, there There's was a famous a basketball coach in Indiana when I was there named Bob Knight. And, uh, he had some issues, but he was a great coach, but he made the comment. He said, someday I want to coach the perfect basketball game. That was his goal. 
I don't think he ever did because I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah. And someday I'd like to take the perfect photograph and maybe I will, but I don't know. You know, it's something you strive for. Yeah. But I'm having fun doing it. I'm, I'm Like I say, I'm, I'm more fun saying what I'm saying and driving around and watching the light. And, you know, it's okay. It's, it's all, all good. good. Jack, it's been a pleasure. It's, yes, uh, it has. And I want to get you on We Talk Photo. Can I plug my blog? Do you mind? Absolutely. I, I was going to ask you to... Uh, to podcast. Yeah, it's definitely. Podcast. Tell everybody. It's 548. Uh, com. John Peterson and I have been running this for oh, uh, probably a year and a half now. And we've had some... We've had Guy on. We've had some really Bill on. We've had, you know, some you know, really, really good people on... Uh, take a listen i'm going to get you on here and if uh tomas wants to come on you know you, i i've been a subscriber to fuji love since its inception and like i told you if this was video i'd have my fuji love t-shirt on and you guys <laughs> do a great job and i'm not trying to be patronizing you because i'm here I, I, again it's like fuji film uh you guys do a great job and you're a great uh a great service to all of us and and you help me learn it's great thank you it's an honor i mean the the stuff that uh tomash is doing uh on the magazine side is i mean uh, tremendous work i mean it's very difficult being a managing editor on uh on anything and photography uh on a very tight knit um community is, yep. is is difficult so yeah uh, kudos to him uh That's thank you well, we'll get you on uh, we'll get you on our on our podcast here in a week or two yes and look forward to that and i thank you so much and thank you to all the people who listen to this and again if you have any any uh, questions or anything just shoot me an email yeah, t- tell the world where they uh, the, uh, tell the blog you give the web address you didn't do that well yet. the blog's on my website but my my email is jack at jackramphoto.com and he website is jackramphoto.com and uh you know i'd be an honor to hear from you guys and thank you so much mark and thank you all you're welcome thank you